the issue of housing now in the context of the eviction ban. The ban on evictions will not be extended beyond the end of this month under proposals going to Cabinet this morning. It follows discussions between the government party leaders and the Minister for Housing, Dara O'Brien, last night. The government has returned to its original plan on this issue. Some renters will be able to stay in homes until June because legislation is already in place to end the ban on a phased basis. Opposition parties have criticised the government's approach to this, most notably Sinn Féin, not happy at all with the decision not to extend the ban. With me in the line to talk about it in more detail from their perspective is Thresholds Policy Officer Anne-Marie O'Reilly. Anne-Marie, good morning to you and thanks for joining us this morning. Good morning, no problem at all. What's your position on the eviction ban? Should it have been phased out maybe over a longer period? Should it have been kept in place for the rest of the year? Um, so we... The eviction ban, I suppose, first of all, was never uh, something that any of us wanted. Uh, you know, likely it was introduced and because of, of a very extreme situation. The local authorities have no emergency accommodation left and there's very little available to rent uh, or very little way social housing available. And that situation hasn't changed since October and measures taken by the government since October hasn't yet come to fruition. So while it is, as we call it, the least worst option, we would have wanted to see it extended for a while longer uh, for government measures to, to kick in to ensure those people who, who now do have to leave their homes have other options available to them. Um, so um, I, I imagine it wasn't an easy decision by government uh, to make, but it is disappointing to see that they, they don't plan on extending it um, and some serious measures will have to be taken to ensure those people now who will have to leave their homes have somewhere else to go to. Anne-Marie, when you look at the figures, and there's been all sorts of warnings from opposition party spokespersons this morning saying the government, no, this is going to lead to more people being homeless, more people having to rely on emergency accommodation, more people being evicted. But those numbers didn't go anywhere. They didn't come down for the duration of the the eviction ban. It wasn't like the ban even stabilised the homelessness situation. Yeah, so the numbers did increase by a couple of hundred and there, I think that was a December was the most recent figures. And um, so there are other reasons people, you know, do find themselves in homelessness. It's not solely down to an eviction. It could be family breakdown. It could be somebody who was already maybe couch surfing and eventually, you know, sort of ran out of options. Um, so, you know, there was a bit of an increase. But the eviction ban, it was never... Like I said, it was never going to be a solution. It was never going to solve homelessness. The solutions to homelessness are alternative affordable housing options. And it was um, last year we had uh, approximately five and a half thousand renters come to us who had received a notice of termination from their landlord. And approximately 3,000 of them were set to move out during the period of this ban. And we're still working with most of them because they're still looking for somewhere else to live. So that you think so, that, that once the ban is gone, whether it's the 31st of March or whether it goes till mm-hmm. June, we will see mm-hmm. those 3,000 eventually work their way through the system and become evicted, effectively. Whether they have somewhere to move into or whether they have to go to emergency accommodation, yeah. we'll find out more then. Yeah, hopefully the majority will be able to find something else with that additional time. As you pointed out, not everybody is out of their home on the 1st of April. There's, it's, 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 it's phased out until June. But um, 
there will be a proportion of them unfortunately that won't be able to find somewhere else and what they, they may turn to the local authority to look for emergency accommodation <clears throat> and the local authorities are at capacity yeah. it's now tourist season the hotels are full uh, hotels is what the, the local authorities have had to rely on so those people may not even make it into emergency accommodation they may not even be counted in the numbers they may find themselves couch surfing they may be sleeping in their cars and we may we may see an increase of people rough sleeping and we'd hope that, that it doesn't get to that. And we'd hope that, you know, working with people, we're able to find solutions. The local authorities are still permitted to buy properties of half tenants with a tenant in situ. We'd really hope to see the local authorities uh, scale that up. And uh, so far, we've seen a few here, a few there. It really hasn't been. Um, done at the level we would have liked to have seen. Yeah, what they're talking about is 1,500, the target of the amount of <coughs> of properties and social home purchases from landlords will be increased to 1,500 this year. There are other things being talked about as well. Mm. Uh, speaking at arriving cab this morning, Eamon Ryan said the measures include giving renters uh, these are new measures to protect renters uh, giving mm. the measures, giving renters the first refusal if someone is selling a property where they're in situ or mm. for an approved housing body to take on the property and operate it as a cost rental mm. type housing solution. Yeah, well, that's certainly one we'd like to see the cost rental option. So while the local authorities are permitted to buy those where it's a half uh, tenant, you know, where, the, where it isn't a half tenant, there wasn't an option. So it's certainly having an AHB come in and, and provide it as a cost rental would be a, an excellent option. We'd really like to see that. And the AHBs are very proactive in, in the delivery of cost rentals. Um, you know, given the tenant first refusal on, on purchase, it would be great to see that as to how that could be implemented. I don't know, but it would be wonderful to see that. You know, we've certainly worked with uh, renters who have uh, are, have been in that position who would have liked to have been able to buy the property that they had been living in. That, that was their home for, for years, so that would be a positive option if that could be facilitated. Okay, and I mean, what's your view finally on, on, on the wider issue that we've been talking about in the context of, of moves to um, change the short-term letting and bring in mm. regulations onto that side of mm. things in terms of holiday mm. lets to provide more yeah. long-term accommodation for people or, yeah. or push more short-term lets into long-term. These regulations, yeah. these increased protections this morning, what do you say to landlords? Mm. Say, look, all these regulations are only driving me and my, my, mm. my people mm. like me out of the market. Mm selling up and yeah. saying I'm not going to bother long term rental it's over regulated and I lose control yeah. of my property mm. I suppose um, the, in regards to short term lets you know it's always been a requirement to have planned permission to you know let your property albeit not enforced this is, this is a register and it's a whole new raft of regulations being discussed at the moment they're not in so, but they're being discussed well it's a register so the, the, the owner of the property is expected to register their property. That's a short-term let. Every other form of holiday accommodation is registered with Board Falcha. So, you know, and there's many people who probably have a holiday home. There's people who operate holiday cottages. and They're, they're registered. So why there's a cohort of property owners who think, no, no, I shouldn't have to do that. Is, is questionable. Um, so they're just required to register it. 
that's, mm. that's literally it the required register no but, but there's also planning regulations which are coming and you'll have to have so planning for it and those guidelines are still being awaited and the, the, but the, the overall question I, I understand the point you're making but the, the okay. overall question is what someone who has either that and is considering do, go, do I go back into long term rental yeah. if, if this is no longer an option if I don't get planning let's just say the legislation goes through as envisaged then they look at a market which is being you know changed by the week in response to the crisis yeah. that we have mm-hmm. and they throw their hands up and like the many others that we're seeing they just get out and that mm-hmm. therefore reduces the, the long term rental option Yeah no I understand yet yeah, it's a frustration that the, the legislation does change and I suppose so much of the changes in the last couple of years have been crisis driven and that's far from ideal and that's a reflection of the wider housing crisis I suppose you know, if, a, if a landlord is able to get in a tenant that they're happy with they're at a rent they're happy with tenant pays the rent, most of them do, most of them take care of the home, then they should be able to move forward without worries about, the regulation only becomes an issue when somebody's doing something out of the way. And so I do understand there's a frustration that it doesn't seem like it's changing all the time and that's far from ideal, we want a stable sector, but I think until we get the widening housing sector stable, we're going to continue to see this because the private rental sector has been relied on to fill the gaps where social housing are the mar- you know, the the, the owner owners owner occupation market hasn't been able to provide the housing, and it is unfortunate. And we have said to government, you know, landlords do need to be consulted more on what is occurring in the sector. So, no, I do appreciate it's frustrating uh, for them. Okay. But you know, as, as is often pointed out, the vast majority of tenants and landlords get along just fine. Okay. And we'd like to see that continue. Okay, Anne-Marie, listen, thanks for talking to us about that in the programme no this morning. Anne-Marie O'Reilly there, Thresholds Policy Officer on the decision by the government not to expend, extend the eviction ban beyond the first 31st of March and, and, and for the 1st of June for some in terms of how it's going to be phased out. If you have a view on that, if you're in that sort of a situation, then get in touch with us on the programme. 